Michael Gevin here with Jumpstart Sessions. So I'm super excited to bring you these one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching sessions. These are kind of behind the scenes and coaching videographers and filmmakers. And if you'd like to kind of cherry pick what you'd like to even listen to on each episode, you can go to jumpstartsessions.net. And on there, you'll be able to find the show notes for each and every single episode. There's also an assessment that I have each person take that I coach. You'll be able to see their results on the show notes page for each episode. You'll also be able to take the assessment yourself so you can kind of compare results. If you yourself would like to be coached on a Jumpstart session, you'll also just go to jumpstartsessions.net and it'll say, get coached on the podcast. You fill out a questionnaire and as of right now, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. And so ultimately, that's all I've got for now. I'm super excited for you to listen to this episode. So let's rock and roll. my man we are all rocking and rolling paul so awesome excited to be on here so what i just start out real real simple is just kind of give everybody a little background of what you got going on what you're doing i know and you're staying here since even some stuff about photography so just give everybody a little bit of background of your career and uh where you're at now maybe what you're wanting the most help with so yeah so i uh started my career as a photographer uh i did that for about eight years um, when I first started off, I was doing weddings, portraits, kind of the, uh, I guess, typical thing there. Sure. And after doing that for about a year or so, I was like, man, I want to do a little more. Like, let's figure out what, what that next step looks like. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be a commercial photographer. And obviously that means so, you know, there's so much within that space. Yeah. Um, and so I, we lived in Dallas at the time and I started kind of getting in on the assisting circuit. Okay. Uh, I was working with some really big, awesome photographers in Wait. Dallas thinking, man, this is so cool. Like, this is what I want to be. This is so great. And then just kind of realized after only a couple months, like, man, this kind of sucks. Really? Like okay. these people are, are oftentimes very lonely. <laughs> They're always <laughs> yeah. on the road. They're always, you know, <laughs> finding the next gig. They don't have families. So it's kind of like, this isn't what I want for myself. Mm -hmm. And so then it really kind of became this like, well, oh no, like what do I want to do? Mm -hmm. Um, and for uh, probably, I say way longer than I want to admit, probably at least three to four years, sure. it was just this trying to get by phase, mm -hmm. you know, taking any client that comes along, uh, whether it be a wedding, right. photography, yep, yep. whether it be a wedding, whether it be commercial work, you know, kind of whatever they wanted, I could get it done. Yeah. Um, but at the end of it, I, I never had anything that I really felt good about that I could really um, say, hey, this is mine. Okay. It was really just taking whatever they're the thing we talk about was. kind of the 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 subway thing right you were just taking orders whatever yes wanted, i was just did. taking orders yep yep got and it. uh I, again i kind of just just got really burnt out with photography um realized like this just isn't you know something i'm very passionate about but i can't seem to make it a business okay uh because of my own limitations sure um and so after kind of come to terms with that uh, started getting some other work experience and uh, kind of just gained some new perspective as far as like what I could offer the world. Mm -hmm. um, I really started to see photography um, as valuable as it is. It's also something that's very um, old school. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, we're in a world where uh, video and digital media is yeah. much more prevalent. Um, I started seeing just kind of the draw to it and was like, Hey, like I got to get on board with this. Like photography is kind of like last century this is still like kind of starting to happen. Like we're starting yeah. to see video really come into what it is. 100%. So I decided to like just dive into video and not be, I, I was afraid of video. 
I, to be honest, I was afraid of video. Um, I was afraid of the editing process. I was afraid okay. of just how much time it would take mm-hmm. um, compared to photography where it really could be as simple as showing up, taking a picture. I mean, yeah, sure. you have to edit and stuff, but compared to video, I mean, just much quicker. Yeah. So I finally let go of those blocks and uh, just kind of dove in really towards the beginning of this year um, as far as learning it. Uh, got some cameras that I could could shoot video with. I didn't even have a, a DSLR or anything that, that could do video. The things you were doing photo with were not capable of, of video. Yeah, they were very specialized. Um, uh, they're actually mainly analog, like film cameras. Okay, cool. Um, so photography for me is like really old school and video <laughs> you, is like... You were, you, yeah, you were really, you were not only were you doing old school in regards to thinking photography being old school, but you were using old school cameras. <laughs> yes, I was going full bore. So yeah. that, that, you know, again, that, that's, that's where I ended up. I you know, okay. started with, with DSLRs and stuff sure. and just kind of fell out of love with them. But sure. uh, anyway, so yeah, so that's kind of where, where things are now. Again, pretty much this whole year I've been focused on, well, this, like since the beginning of this year, I've been focused on video, um, really trying to figure out what I want to offer um, clients, you know, what type of video work I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I guess, aspirations, like as I become better um, with the skill set, mm-hmm. being able to do more like passion projects where it's more uh, narrative or um, I say storytelling type stuff, uh, more, more, more like documentary kind of okay. stuff. Okay. Um, but my real goal for my video work is to add a lot of value to businesses. Okay. Um, my degree was actually in uh, entrepreneurship and uh, okay. marketing. Okay. And so I've been trying to come back to that and figure out, okay, how do I add more value to businesses? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's really kind of where video is for me is something that um, – I can create something that's extremely valuable to a business to help them share their story, to uh, grow their customer base. And again, more so than, than photography could do. Perfect. Perfect, man. So where, where I've got, there's so much rolling in my mind. I, I love this cause I'm, I'm coming off of a call where what I'm about to ask you, I know is going to be completely different, at least just based on what you said, which is, you have the, the, the guy before I just talked to had been in love with video since he was seven years old and he's like 21 right now and just has always loved the camera. Now I wasn't even that guy actually <laughs> <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but like for you, do you, do you love video? Like in regards to shooting and editing, like do you really, do you love more the results that you think video, like you're in love with the results of video in regards to how it can bring more value to a business versus, you know, with photography you were doing, cause it didn't sound like there was this absolute, we said it's still a passion, but different, especially in the professional aspect, you could never find something where you felt it really connected. And so as a byproduct, you know, you didn't think it brought as much value to clients. I mean, one thing I'm reading here is, is fear that I'm not good enough and clients will see me as a hack. Like this idea, like, is, is are, you know, if you're the one shooting and editing and doing it, are they just going to see right past the fact that you don't necessarily either, you're not as good at it. Maybe you, you don't love that aspect. Like, do you like more the kind of strategy and consulting side potentially of things that can come? And then having the fact that video can be, the product that can help deliver on that, that strategy? So I, so far I have found that I love shooting video. Okay. I see that um, from what you're saying here too. Because to me it's, 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 
a lot of it's really just the newness of it, I think, sure. because it's like, wait a minute, it's a moving picture, you know, <laughs> like, I really feel like, uh, and I, I watched some, like when I first started doing the video stuff, I, I looked into some of the old history of, of video mm-hmm. and like filmmaking and sure. saw that a lot of it was photographers that were playing with this new, you know, <laughs> fangled technology. And I'm like, man, I'm like, what, a hundred years late to this game. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was, so I, I, enjoy, I enjoy shooting it. Okay. Um, but I do think overall, I do enjoy, I, I do, I do not like editing yet. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's just really tedious it's really um just a challenge to take all the footage and then try to make something useful and meaningful out of it um i don't know like it's just that's my least favorite part well that's good and and you're gonna find like uh as we go through this and kind of some of my question as well there's there's a digging and i'm gonna ask sometimes i'm asking this question it seems like towards the end of the call sometimes i'm just getting right to it which is this aspect of uh, this wonderful magic wand that none of us fully you know, have, but could potentially create what I'm about to say, which is we had the magic wand that could create and get you to a scenario in your mind that would just be awesome right now, which would be yeah. either you're just shooting, obviously right now, potentially you're not editing. Because I would ask you, do you desire to really become a better editor or is it I would become a better editor by necessity, not by desire? Um, but that idea like, would you just shoot? Would you actually not even be shooting or editing, but rather meeting with clients and, and, and connecting and building relationships and then potentially having shooters and editors? Um, and, and take this from a professional aspect. It's kind of that, what would you do if you didn't need money? And just for a minute, remove that, even that, because you said something already, well, I'd have these passion projects. So there's, there's this level like, just paint that picture for me. If I had this random, you had this random trust fund that gave you $80 million today and you could have the house, the car, the food. You didn't really have to worry ever about that. Where would your time be being spent? And, and you know, the thing I always want to say too, to just kind of put you at ease. I mean, at least when you're on here with me, I mean, there is no shame in what these answers are. It doesn't matter what you want because my desire for you and for anybody I'm doing this with is to end up getting to that place. Now, it, depending on what those desires are, what you want, right? Of course, it can take longer than that. It can take five years. It can take whatever. But if we can even just start to know where we're wanting to get to, we can start to make decisions that are better aligned with that and get there even faster than when we start to look at what we potentially want and what we're doing, just, it just doesn't align. Because what I don't want to happen for you, and I'll, 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 from experience being able to have this, I had a girl who did photography for five years, interestingly enough. And she saw me speak. Literally, I didn't have jump starters at the time, but she said, I want to jumpstart videos. So she did a training day with me. She thought she was going to come in and learn how to do all the more technical things or even some business things, which was really what she was going to get out of it, not anything technical. Um, I don't teach that at all. But um, at the end of the day, she was in tears because I think she realized the pain and struggle that she just saved because she said, I just learned today I don't want to do video. Um, and then she came to the realization. I talked to her maybe two or three years later, and she said um, she was a co-owner in a CrossFit gym and loving it and just absolutely loving it. And she was more into actually marketing and, and doing that stuff. So she was actually more the marketer within the, the organization, uh, but she was having a blast. And I think that Sometimes we start to invest time and energy and effort into something and because we've bought things or done things or got degrees or whatever it is, we think, well, crap, I, I, I got to stick it out. I got to stay with this or whatever. And, um, 
but at times we're either doing it for somebody else, our family, our friends, our peers, whatever. But my goal is to just get people right to what's right for them and only them. And then from there, everyone around them will flourish, you'll flourish and great things will happen. So I know that's a lot to take in right there, but but what is that? Paint that picture for me, what things w- would look like for you if you didn't really have to worry about generating any revenue. So one, I guess, transitional element that, that really got me to leave photography as far as like my main focus as a business mm-hmm. um, was trying to find a business that I could scale up mm-hmm. um, because I see the value in being able to, um, first of all, help clients at a bigger level you know, be able to provide more than what I could just give them as a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, even when I was doing photography, like I, I would always try and give too much. Mm-hmm. And a lot of clients, uh, I wouldn't say they took advantage of that, but they were interested in that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they wanted me to consult on their marketing. They wanted me to consult on their design. Like they wanted me to do all these different things that I was offering to do for them. Like it wasn't like they're, again, pulling it out of me. Um, but I just kind of realized like, man, like, it's hard for me to set those boundaries and either just do one little job for them, but I'm not marketing it. I'm not selling it. I'm not doing all these different things to enable that to be the best for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so again, kind of transitioning out of photography, it really was something that I wanted to be able to grow and build um, to have more clients, to help them at a deeper level, mm-hmm. but then also to hopefully provide either jobs for other people and okay. really create a company um, mindset or at least an agency mindset. Okay. Um, and so the way I kind of see that coming together is, um, if I'm focusing on again, finding clients that need help, mm-hmm. providing kind of a strategy, providing a, a bigger picture for them. Um, and then if their budget enables them to do so, then going and having freelancers that are better than I could ever be at video, um, sure. or better than me in, in other areas, and bringing them on board and making that project happen at a higher level. Okay, perfect. Um, so I, I, I feel like video is something that I need to be able to know how to do enough of. Okay. But I don't know how good I'll ever truly get at it because I want to focus on your, What do you spend your time obsessing more over? Like, do you, are you more pumped to, to learn about all the cameras and the editing software and color grading and all that? Or do you actually not know? Yeah. Do you spend time studying I, business and marketing and, and those aspects of things? Definitely the business and marketing side. Um, I mean, I, like when I first started at the beginning of the year, I started in with, okay, what kind of camera, like, let me learn all the technical stuff. Um, technical side of things has always come really easy to me. Um, just kind of naturally clicks with me. So it's just one of those things that um, I have to choose. Like, am I either going to obsess about it for no purpose? Like other than just it's geeking me out and I'm like, yeah, this is fun. Um, And so I did that with photography. So I kind of learned my lesson there. Like the more you geek out, doesn't always mean you're actually adding value. Like, so I I tried to focus on taking video and figuring out like, how does it strategically help grow a business? Mm -hmm. Um, The things that I still really, I guess struggle with is seeing like the full potential of it. Okay. Um, how to really leverage it best for businesses do and you, just how I kind of fit in with that. Well, do you, uh, do you, do you like, um, let me ask this. Do you prefer to like, do you like connecting, talking to people, interacting, jumping on the phone, having a conversation, going to a potential 
pitch meeting and, 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 you know, having two or three people there and having the conversation about what that project could be the vision of the project and, and what could be done. Is that something that you look forward to doing or is that something where, okay. I, I would say, yeah, it's, um, funny enough, like, I feel like I'm an introvert. Um, so the natural, like the concept of, oh my gosh, I'm going to be meeting with lots of people and this and that sounds like, oh wait, like maybe that's not what I really am. But then when I actually go and do it, it's so rewarding. Um, I actually just pitched a client, um, kind of my one main client right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I pitched her a six month retainer because we were doing four videos a month and I just was like, Hey, this is a win-win for both of us. Yeah. And it was, it was so rewarding to prepare it, to present it, Mm. to then have those like, I'm not saying negotiations, but like the, you know, the nitty gritty conversations as far as like, well, did hey, you what prepare it, what, like a proposal and everything though? Like, did you prepare? Yeah, and you like, I, I, did. Process I, had, a, okay. I had a, I had like a, a keynote that I put on my iPad and was able yeah. to swipe through it and have the breakdown of the numbers and have the, you know, the impact and, you know, here are the goals and here are the, you know, all those different things. Sure. Um, and so like, that's the fires me up. Like, would you, that, I'm sorry if I keep probing a little bit, I'm going to, I'm going to just, oh. if they're okay, permission, just cut off here yeah. and there. Cause I want to just dig at certain things that I'm hearing as I'm, I'm thinking. So Absolutely. if you didn't have that at all, all that preparation you'd put into creating kind of the numbers and the breakdown and all that, how comfortable would you have felt? Probably not very. Yeah. I, I like need, to be need that I kind like of be, back, backup firepower, right? Absolutely. Because I, I used to consider myself a perfectionist. And so I used to always have to have everything perfect. Mm-hmm. I've kind of let go of that, but I've learned that there's a balance of, I need to at least do my due diligence and be able to answer what most likely would be a question that a client sure. could ask. Sure. Um, I, and if they hit a point that I'm like, I have no clue, then just be honest and be like, Hey, I really yes. don't know. Let me look into that. Yeah. Um, but like, that's, that's what my client said at the end of that was like, Hey, like, thank you so much for preparing this and taking sure. the time for it. That's an advantage um, for you because it's not an advantage for me because I, I yeah. so, you know, uh, like I said, I don't go into this too much. I, I'm looking at it right now, but this, there's this disc graph that you had. It had this red, yellow, green, and blue. And actually, the four people before you have not looked like you have been different. You're the opposite of the other ones I've had. They've actually been more like me. So mm-hmm. they're more jump out of the plane, build their wings on the way down, figure it out off the cusp and not very pre- preparing anything. Um, whereas you, you know, you need a professional wing builder and even then you might not jump out of the plane. Um, and so that's, that's that's exactly how I would describe my photography career was like always like, Oh, maybe I should jump and just be like, Oh no, I don't feel ready yet. Or I don't feel like that's, that's right. Or, and so, I mean, that's again, when I picked switched the video, it was like, I'm just jumping out full full speed ahead. Like (laughs) I'm going to have to figure this out. And it was scary, but Again, it was trying to find that balance and not not just being paralyzed by but you, you're looking going, at the option. But there you're going too with your, this is what I'm so hardcore on. You're going with your strengths though. So rather than when you're going to go into a meeting, you need the preparation. I can get away without it. It doesn't mean the preparation doesn't help, especially when I might be combined with somebody who's good at preparing and I'm not. We can ebb and flow. But you have to lean into your strengths. So to go into a meeting for you to win, you got to do what you did. For me to go into a meeting and do that, that meeting actually might not ever happen because I won't prepare it. Like I'll get on a phone call and if the person goes, hey, can you, you know, can you send us an email with everything you kind of did and recap it? I mean, literally, if money is decent, I might procrastinate and never send the stupid email because I don't want to like 
break it all down. It sounds crazy, but that's me. And but so that's a weakness. So if it has to be done for clients, I better figure out somebody else to help me with it because the likelihood is, and I keep bringing this up on calls, but I'm going to be like fish trying to climb a tree. Like it's just a waste of my time because I don't want to get better at it. I mean, I mean, I won't say I don't want to get better at it, but it's going to be very hard for me to get better at it because it's just not something I'm naturally inclined to really even, like if I didn't have to, when you ask me that question, well, if that didn't have to happen, I would not get better at it. I would be doing that getting better by a necessity, not by a desire. Um, whereas like what I'm doing now today with speaking and everything else, actually in the very beginning, it wasn't something I ever even dreamed about, but then I did a few things and I started to really like it. So then I wanted to get better at it. I think we get better at things we want to a lot quicker at least than things we're only getting better because it feels like a necessity, but I feel like those things don't ever tend to go super well. Um, but I think for you, something that's interesting here, um, is that, you know, it it seems like there's going to be a leaning in for you more into, you know, definitely potentially hiring people and and doing some of that and you being more of that vision, creating the, you know, the vision for the, 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 uh, the project and what could be possible. And and the fact that you can, because data is powerful. I'm not going to lie. I have to lean on so much more intuitiveness and feel goodness and all this kind of stuff to make people. And I like the work, you know, but you're going to be able to present concrete data that can actually persuade I would argue more powerfully at times than my ability to just kind of be off the cusp. Off the cusp has its place and it, it's very powerful. But the ability to persuade through data-driven things as well can be very powerful. So, you know, you having that ability to get more excited about that, because I feel like you could end up running into the same trap with videography. Now, you can, you can have videography be part of that offering, of course, that you're ultimately selling. But for you to continue to be excited about trying to be like become a, a sh- you're going to continue to probably feel like that hack from an aspect of shooting or editing because it's just hard for you to get excited about it. So you're trying to be like, well, I kind of got to because what else choice do I have but to, to, to become a better shooter or become a better editor or else what am I selling? And, and so there's that little, there's that battle there between I want to like be able to offer these, these organizations great value, but what skills do I have besides knowing what I could tell them and then, then get excited about it, but then not me to be able to deliver on it, which makes you lose confidence. You're not as powerful in that meeting because you can't deliver on it. Let's talk about the project that you just did so we can kind of see what's, what's going on there in regards to your deliverables and, and, and whatnot that you just got the retainer with. Yeah, so it's a, a a company that offers in-person workshops okay. to learn how to do epoxy countertops. Okay, interesting. So it's like a really small niche. Um, they have like an endorsement from the manufacturer who creates the the materials. Okay. And so they've pretty much received all of their sales through leads uh, or uh, through the manufacturer. Sorry. Yeah. Through the manufacturer's recommendation. Okay. And so she came to me and was like, Hey, like I really want to build um, my marketing and my business for itself. You know, that, that way it can stand on its own. It can market for itself sure. and not just be a referral based. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was really excited to do that through YouTube. Okay. And 
I honestly was a little hesitant because I'm like the amount of money that you're going to have to pay me <laughs> to get some traction on YouTube. It, it may not be worth the return. Sure. Um, but that was something that she was like, this is non-negotiable for me. Uh, she's had several friends within her network, uh, other business owners that have done really well on YouTube. Okay. And so she's like, I want to replicate that success and put in the investment, um, even if it's up front. And so we're doing uh, typically four long form tutorials, um, something that's really trying to add a lot of value to whoever's watching it um, sure. you know, within their segment. Um, so teaching them really detailed techniques, um, really specialized uh, like tips and tricks, um, really kind of building it from questions that she gets regularly um, to really add a lot of value back to the viewer. Yeah. And so most of the videos, um, we shoot them kind of in, in either one take, you know, it's something where she's kind of just doing it live. Okay. Um, we usually have three camera angles. Um, and then we're able to kind of cut to different things and kind of shorten it and avoid jump cuts and all that. Perfect. Um, but the, again, the whole goal is really just to provide, uh, it's usually about a 15 to 20 minute video. Okay. Um, which I know is long and um, let me, let me probe in here again then. So yeah, on this process, what are you enjoying the most out of all of it that you get to the thing that I, I would probably say just the, the strategy part of it, as far as helping her develop, like what is actually going to be the most valuable to the viewers? You know, what is going to be the most um, helpful? What is going to actually have a potential return on your investment. And are you into, shooting it and you editing it right now though, as well, all yourself? I am right now. Yep. And that's the part where I, I am enjoying shooting it. Okay. But I'm not necessarily enjoying the editing it. Okay. <laughs> and so, so it's, it, it just takes me a long time, uh, much longer than I think it should to yeah, edit, sure. it, edit it through it. And I, again, I'd rather be thinking about bigger picture things than yeah. like get my hands messy and, and, you know, cutting and making all those changes. It's good so. because, I mean, again, we recognize this and you can potentially on some level nip some of this stuff in the bud sooner rather than later. So if you keep taking on versions of these projects, you might get deterred from even taking it on because there's a whole aspect that's just like very necessary, but very <clears throat> procrastination, not excited, like you don't want to get it done. You got to it's drudgery to do it. And it doesn't mean that it's, it's bad work and I'm proud of it. It's just, it's just something you just don't enjoy. And, and I, I think that there's a lot of people out there that'll tell you to push through something, fight this, do this, do that. Um, to me, I just, the more we get again aligned with the things that we like and we lean into that, things will be so much better than if we just keep fighting against, again, the fish climbing tree. Like sure, could spend his whole life attempting it might evolve eventually. But why? Like, we can fly through the water. The monkeys can't, you know, vice versa. So, you know, I don't know what the budget, because you mentioned that in here too. You know, your wife helps on certain things when the budget allows. Um, so there's kind of this double-edged sword right now because I, I'm a firm believer in us always. It's hard because depending on if things truly cost money, when things are only time, then I believe in, in the beginning of one's career to do things like eat the time and do what you want to do to make it what it needs to be. So when either potentially the person you're doing that for can then just see the value because maybe you couldn't convey the value or number two, future people that you want to work with, you now have a real case study. And you're not continuing to try to sell 
something that you have nothing to back up. And so they keep not being interested. I don't really want that. I don't want to do that. Now, based on the even things I'm looking, only knowing a little bit, you know, even look at the assessment, you, you're, that's where when you mentioned, I mean, there's, there's less of you being a, you're never going to over dominate somebody unless you probably shift perspective about how you're looking at a project because you're going to more lean back and, and just want to not, you want to make peace. You, know, you don't want any conflict. You don't want a difficulty. So if they're saying this is the way, by God, you're going to say, okay, then that's, that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> and, 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 and there's nothing wrong with that. But owning that and recognizing it not necessarily as a weakness, but how do, you, how do you shift that around so that you can be seen more as that visionary, being seen more as that expert, being seen as that person that they're going to trust, that when you say, I really believe this is best for you, they're not some conflict and they're going to lose the job and all these kind of things, but rather they go, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so some of that is, is that, you know, I don't believe that somebody like, especially that whole free to feed everything else, but I don't believe that, you know, you should, you know, you, I have scenarios of people who've done this, even myself, where we've spent money on things that we didn't get paid for, but I don't believe that you should take tons of gambles on projects that cost lot, like literally cost you lots of money. Like, Oh, I have to rent $5,000 worth of stuff. They're not paying for it. Um, but if it's literally you, you have what's necessary to, to do it, but it's just a timing thing and you're like, well, I mean, they're not, they're not technically paying for it. So I don't know if I should do it. Um, that's where I, I don't believe that. I believe that we should do what's necessary to, cause I did tons of same day edits for years and nobody, I couldn't convince anybody to pay me for it. They're like, why well, would we want to show it that day? Wouldn't it be better if you had more than two hours and I would do what you're doing? I'd be like, that makes sense. Probably would be better if I had more than a couple hours to do it. You know, why wouldn't we want to show it that night? That kind of seems stupid, doesn't it? It just happened. But then I became, I kept doing them because I'm like, God, like I would surprise the couple. They'd hire me to do the normal thing and I would just surprise them. And honestly, at times that was less pressure. So it became better than when I literally got hired to do that. But finally I said, you know what? Other people may make a better video with weeks or months to, to work on it, but my best work is created when I'm under pressure in those couple hours. It's hard for me to explain, but all the videos you're seeing, because then I stopped promoting anything that wasn't that same day edit. So now when people were seeing the work, it's like you're seeing the thing that if you love that video, that's how I make that. And so there became this, this certainty and this confidence, not arrogance or anything, just, just a confidence that I exuded that this is the best way I create work. And people will trust a person who can kind of stand for something, not have to be confrontational about it or anything. But um, when you can get to that place, it's a powerful thing for people like that lady who might be like, no, 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 this is the way. But you only also get that through experience because you can't confidently tell her necessarily that this other way is better because you don't really have necessarily a proven track record of another way that's better. So you would be kind of throwing darts in the dark, hoping that if you're saying something confidently and it doesn't work, like that's on your ass now. So you're more likely to go, okay, well, at least it's her fault <laughs> if it doesn't work out because I did what you said. And in the past, like I, I definitely had gotten into situations where I was just kind of like, okay, client, like this is what you want. This is what we're going to do. Um, and it did kind of bite me in the ass. You know, it kind of started to fall apart. And then it was kind of like, we look at each other and they're like, why didn't you tell me that? I'm like, cause I thought that's what you wanted. And so but they don't I really did, know, you know, like with the limited knowledge that I had and like with everything that I was trying to piece together, like I, I did tell her like, Hey, like this is just going to cost a lot of money if we're focusing on just YouTube. And so we need to find a way to take that content 
and to break it down and, and have it on other platforms to um, at least make the most of what we're already doing. Sure. And, um, and so she actually let me do like an about video for her mm -hmm. um, that really just kind of tells her story, kind of shows mm -hmm. her herself, her brand, um, and then kind of like a promo video for the actual classes. Um, because my, you know, and my reasoning for her was if we have all this traffic that's coming from YouTube and then they go to your website, but then they don't see anything that really connects with them. Yeah. You know, what value is that? You know, where, where all that money that we're putting into YouTube isn't going to come back to us. Yeah. Um, so I, I was thankful that I, I guess I Good. saw the need for that and kind of yeah. like pushed on it and, and yeah. it happened. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, that's definitely a pitfall that I find Do myself <laughs> you see yourself, I mean, because here's the thing, because sometimes what I find, I just, again, want to probe at it because there's no right or wrong. And I can't answer for you because I obviously don't know you on a deep level. But I, I, I've been studying even through my behavioral profiler buddy. Uh, he was fishing at my wedding. I've been looking at graphs and things with him for like five years now. And there's certain trends that there's kind of there's exceptions and then there's per se rules but anything can happen so it's not hard and fast but you know to a degree there's a level of you could have levels of more dreaming of certain things so you could be in a four-cylinder car on a nascar track and and be disappointed because you're not keeping up with them while simultaneously you're just there's nothing wrong with you or your car you're just on the wrong track so there's levels of things that you could be dreaming that are in a different vehicle right now, like in regards to your drive, like you're not that you're not driven, but the, the, the engine line per se, when I'm looking at these things is lower. Like it's, it's, it's not, you can dream, you can see it, you can see the vision, but your, your go get it done aspect is not necessarily like I have this 20 year old guy that I'm doing coaching with right now. And I mean, <laughs> he's more driven than probably even I am quite frankly right now. Like, I mean, and, and his things way higher and, and it's mapping to the results he's getting in a condensed period of time, because that's really, I think the difference that happens. Like, you know, if you're walking somewhere or you're driving in a Bugatti or a Ferrari, like if you both start at the same place, going to the same destination down a flat straight road, you know, one's going to get there, but it might be in two weeks and the other one's there in two days. So the person who's going to be willing and are you married kids family what's yeah so i'm um, i'm married i've got two young kids and uh yeah it's 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 always a i right now like the last i'd say six months have been probably the worst work-life balance that i've ever had sure because i'm coming off of my full-time job um i came down to part-time with it already thankfully mm -hmm. um just to continue focusing on building the you know building this business mm -hmm. um and so that's, that's like, to me, that's like the ultimate goal is just that work-life balance. But does uncertainty um, scare you <clears throat> big time? It, it used to. Okay. I, I, really big, big, big scare. Yeah. Uh, like not having overall. that every two weeks, every week paycheck? Well, so I started off my career freelance. I mean, like right out of college, I was right. freelancing. Um, and we did that for a while. And then I made a lot of mistakes as far as um, – I had that one main... for, just real quick too. What were yeah. you freelancing for? Cause you've mentioned photography. That, you were okay for photography. Yeah. And so I, I, again, that was mainly kind of the commercial photography, a little bit of like weddings and portraits and stuff too. Yep. And, um, I, I made a mistake by having one client that paid me a lot of money mm -hmm. and was very consistent, but I never pushed past that. 
okay. because like coming straight out of college that first year was honestly way better than I ever expected it to be. Sure. And I was like, Hey, <laughs> this is so easy. Like <laughs> this, this was awesome. Like this, why was I worried? Like, and then, you know, their budget got cut and their marketing and all these different changes started happening. And then all of a sudden I was like scrambling. Yeah. And so I learned that lesson pretty hard because it was just like, it was such a scary thing to go from, oh, this is easy. This is on, I'm on top of the world to like, yes. oh no. And like looking back, I'm like, man, I was so naive. Like to think that <laughs> one client, no matter how big they are, like is enough. Like to think that, that, that that's, you know, I need, I need more eggs in that basket or multiple yeah. baskets. Yeah, sure. And so um, <laughs> that kind of was the first scare with uncertainty. Okay. Um, so then like after that point, it was really just like this, this scarcity mindset of like, oh my gosh, I got to get everything that I can. I got to like take what I can. Yeah. And that's where I never really connected again with clients, at least the way that I felt like I needed to. Okay. Um, shortly after that, um, we decided to start having kids. And so between that like scarcity mindset, kind of that fear, and then the decision that we want to commit to having children, yeah. um, I ended up getting a real job. Like that was the first time I'd ever What's had a real job. What's your job right now out of curiosity? So is it in any, anything that you're, so we may not be able to talk too much. Oh, about you don't this, have to say I'll, the client name or whatever. I mean, whatever you can. So I was a manager at a film developing company. Okay. That's fine. Um, so yeah, still yeah. very photography related, but not um, doing things that you really like to do though. There were aspects that I used to enjoy with it. Yeah. Um, initially like when I first got to that position it was like a production oriented thing and I didn't love that I mean it was just a job it was just getting by had lots of flexibility because I could work from home whenever I needed to that kind of thing um then I was able to get moved up to being the manager of the team okay and that was really fulfilling to me um having people that um needed me (laughs) I I hate saying that but it it was true like I woke up every day and touched in with each one of them and said, Hey, like, what is your production schedule look like today? How can I assist you? Um, and like everyone's feedback was like, I've never had a manager do that. So are you not doing that right now then? So back in October of last year, um, they had some, some management changes. Um, they actually let go of two or three of my team members. Um, and then basically reorganized everything. And, and you're so, not in the I, you're in exactly. So at that point, they basically took out all the leadership and just had one big manager for everything. And um, so then, in the in the course of since that has happened, every single one of my team members has left, and I'm the last guy standing. And I made a commitment to myself that like I would be leaving that job. Sure. Um, and so initially it was like, well, do I just go out and get another job? You know, do I go f- just find anywhere, you know, just to have a paycheck. Yeah. And I really felt strongly that, you know what, this, this has been a scary situation. Like my job, I felt like it was on the line. Yeah. Thankfully it wasn't, but then the whole situation changed for the worse. Um, and so it was really this thing where I was like, you know, I, I need to go back to pursuing my dreams. I need to go back to figuring out. Tell me real quick though, is that, that I want scenario wouldn't have changed were you did you really feel great about that though like were you really like i I, well i i at that point when you had i did for a short term okay because i learned a lot in this position um previously when i was in the position um i learned a lot it really grew me and i think without having that i wouldn't be doing what i'm able to do now right it gave me the confidence to realize like hey i can actually lead a team 
Okay, so um, that's my thing. And so is is if we, I'm just getting excited. I hear these things. Yeah. And I just try to, I always, I'm like a put put the puzzle pieces together, you know, because there's that aspect that everybody's life experiences are different, of course, but create what potentially will be the thing that we desire, want to create. So there's that aspect. You know, I've been saying to a lot of people on these calls, <clears throat> just imagine for a second, you've never seen the sun ever. All you've ever experienced is darkness. So you're never going to desire the sun because you don't even know the sun exists. There's no contrast there. You've never experienced it. So through your life now, you've experienced lots of different contrasts, lots of different experiences and different things. <clears throat> and that potentially is going to set you up. So right now, this Lone Ranger mentality is something that you didn't like that you saw before that you still actually are possessing right now where you're kind of, you might be at home, you might not be on the road all the time or traveling, but there's still kind of this lonely Lone Ranger that the only person awake, I mean, you're taking care of your family, you're taking care of your kids, but waking up, like there's no one to talk to about the projects or the things you're working on and, and, and to be able to go <clears throat> and have the meeting and do do the presentation and prepare all that and then have potentially the person you're going to call up who, who you're going to schedule to shoot, who then you're going to have this person that you can schedule to edit and you're going to check. They got 30 hours of editing to spend and you're going to be checking in throughout. Where's it at? How's it going? You know, maybe you send an update. Okay, cool. Make these tweaks. But you're kind of this person looking at that. Maybe, maybe if it's just two or three or four people, but you're looking at these people, you're being able to connect, you're being able to collaborate they ultimately need you. You need them on a lot of levels because without you, they don't have any work. And without them, you got to do work you don't want to do. And, and, and so, you know, how, what is that, how does that feel to you? Does that, is that something that, that, that kind of gets you excited to think if, again, we took the magic wand and there could be these right people that you trusted that were really excellent at their craft and you got to go to certain businesses like this lady and create and craft the vision and kind of be the composer you know the conductor and is that something that's exciting i see you're changing your whole <laughs> oh yeah no that, that i mean that that sounds like the dream that i want to have and that's kind of been the the thing that i've been searching for and i've really kind of started to see glimpses of it in the last three or four months or so um you know again like when i started started really pursuing video at the beginning of the year i thought oh i'm just going to do it all at, thir at first i thought oh i'm just going to be like a traditional, not traditional, but like um, kind of what I see everyone else doing as far as Jack filmmaking. Trades, I can shoot, I can edit, I can line, I can do sound. I, I you know, yeah. I, I just, I just saw like, okay, I'm just going to do, you know, I'm going to be a filmmaker. And, and I pretty quickly <laughs> realized like after the first couple of shoots, like I really don't want to just do that sure. because I, it just doesn't vibe with me um, on right. all those levels. Yeah. Um, and then again, I just, I, I found, I found, I'm finding this desire to really create something that, um, is more than just me that, that I can give more to clients, more value to clients. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that, that's exactly what I'm hoping to do is like scale it up into, again, I call it an agency mindset where yeah, sure, sure. I'm able to provide mm -hmm. gigs for freelancers or people that I can bring onto my team long-term. Like that'd be amazing. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I see the whole, like whole shift in your demeanor when yeah. thinking about that happening now that we know that and we, you start to own that. Now it's just a matter of bringing that reality to life. And obviously it can happen in, in really a multitude of ways. I mean, one way is that there is potentially still positions within organizations, right? Because that, that, that one was a glimpse. And then, you know, because this is what my buddy with his company and his behavioral profiling, he comes into organizations to tell organizations like that how stupid they are for not keeping people on the right bus. 
So that's neither here nor there. And that's a whole conversation. <laughs> but the reality is that's what's wrong with most organizations is they don't know how to put people on that right spot, right, you know, place based on them and their personality so that everybody thrives. They get the most productiveness out of people. Um, but there obviously is the potential that something in some way, shape, or form like that exists. Either one that is like you'd be a person potentially that if I was doing different things in my uh, production company that I'd want to take on to integrate in and collaborate. So, you know, that's something too. Is, is, it, a, is it a collaboration amongst people where there's somebody else who's maybe great at obtaining clients, but not good at, like I was a great obtainer, but I'm a horrible maintainer and, and even finisher at times. <laughs> like I meet the person, they're all excited. And then, you know, I have a conversation and quite frankly, I want to pass it on because I'm, I'm ready to go meet and go out and do something else again. So, so you're great to be able to pass that on to and you keep maintaining, you know, you develop now that relationship on a deeper level, you maintain them, then you've got the other people on the team. So like don't <clears throat> disregard that because probably one of the harder things for you is going to be the potential overwhelmingness of building that whole thing up. That's the thing that's going to be a little crippling. So you know, you can see the vision of what you want. It's the building of that vision that's going to be difficult. And there's going to be the potential continued sidetracking or getting a train starting to go down the track and then killing it because of financial needs. So you, you just find another random position or something so that you, you pay the bills while simultaneously then it stresses you out because you can't put the energy into what you want. Like it's that just back and forth pull but the clearer you are, the faster you can find the situations or circumstances that are going to work for you, that at the end of the day, it's not that you got to be, because I mean, at least from what I'm seeing here, you're not as much an owner mentality anyways. Like you're not the like, I got to own the responsibility of everything. That doesn't actually probably sit great with you, but you want this nice little thing that we just described that's really really great. So it's just finding that way for you that's going to be most conducive. Like it's, it, does that make sense? I just want to stop. I think so. No, absolutely. Um, I, I think like the best way that I would describe myself and kind of like seeing the results from the disc, it, I like having the responsibility of a team or responsibility of projects. The responsibility side doesn't scare me. But necessarily um, the whole business and the whole thing and owning the whole ship and all that versus an element with inside, right? If you could be dropped into a business to be able to do what you did with this business, but leads are always coming in that you can have those conversations with them. Then there's the team in place. Like that doesn't, having that team doesn't probably bother you at all. It's how is all that going to come together right now? Like all the responsibility, bringing all, finding all the people, finding all the business, that's potentially something that might not sit as well. I mean, again, I don't want to speak for you. Um, What's resonating? Like my initial reaction is it doesn't scare me to have to do that. Okay, perfect. That's good. But the thing that I think does scare me is because I haven't ever had a vision for my business until mm. really the last couple of months, months or so. Yeah. Um, and even then it's been just figuring out, okay, like I have a glimpse of what the vision is. Like where do those lines begin and end? Um, I guess my fear is pursuing something that isn't part of that vision mm. and either sidetracking too much and then it's like destruction yes. um, or I, I think, I think that's my fear. Like it's, it, I'm not afraid of having 
that big responsibility and having to coordinate it all and manage it and grow it. I just am scared to either dissolve the ability that I have to grow something by making it too big or by missing out on value that I can add to clients by just keeping it too small. Mm. Um, and so maybe, and this might be a curveball because we haven't talked about this. I don't think yet, yeah, please, man. but Throw one it. of the things that I feel pretty strongly about uh, is adding in kind of a advertising, um, sure. side to this business. Yeah. Um, because I see a lot of value in having an agency that is able to produce media, you know, video, yep. um, but then also have a platform to distribute I, it. I agree. For clients. You're actually, I mean, <clears throat> you know, you're the kind of person who would be able to do that and do that well, whether it was you or still understanding because of your analytical side of your brain and your ability to details, organizations, probably study the data and all mm-hmm. that is something you're more inclined to be able to do well. Again, then when I'm talking to somebody who's like me and they say that, they can see the vision, but by God, they better put somebody in place because they're not a data person and they're going to yeah. just, they'll see the vision of it and what's possible, but getting in there and studying data and looking at it, like it was something even for me, I'm competent and capable to kind of do it. I'm using air quotes, but oh my God, I'm miserable. Like I don't, yeah. I don't enjoy that at all. Like if you just sit me in front of a computer all day and just deal with numbers and analytics and spreadsheets and, you know, I know. Parker and then we, we joke like Dakota and his brother, they got all these spreadsheets for Course Creator Pro and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, stuff's great. <laughs> like, I don't want to look at any of it, you know? I mean, and, and if again, there's that aspect I've been going at you all day, like the you know, whole call is, you know, uh, are you, am I doing that by sheer necessity because I feel that I have to do it or do I really like to do that? And I, I really like to do it as long as I can actually take it and actually apply it. Right. And do something with it. Yeah. 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 Any, like there's, I know, I know friends that are like even more nerdy than I am that are like super hard on the numbers and it's like, okay, well, where does it actually apply? They're like, I don't know. I don't care. I did the numbers. (laughs) And I'm like, well, no, like, so I I see myself as being someone that's kind of in between both of those. Like I, I I want to do the numbers to make sure that I'm on the right track and finding a direction that is going to be valuable to the client and whatever that situation may be. Yeah. But then actually, like, and here's how we can do something about it. Yeah. Um, before, before we go on, ask, is there any, I want to make sure too, because I, I get going there and then, you know, um, I want to make sure there's any other, do you have any questions also for me that you were going in that you maybe haven't asked or get to ask? I know we kind of, I just try to guide and ask these questions because my yeah. goal is to get, you know, you said the vision's been the thing. I mean, we talk about the clarity, confidence, connection, like there was obviously lacks, lack of clarity, and the more clear you are, the faster you move. So that idea of the NASCAR thing, the problem is, is a lot of people when they're going against the resistance and they'll move slower than they could move. So somebody can move a lot faster, but when they're unclear, you're moving way slower. Or when you're fighting like being something that you're not because of necessity of it versus just going, yeah, that's not me. So, okay, this is what, I, and you'll just keep moving faster and faster. So you'll make more happen in the next six months with a lot of clarity than you have in the last six years with kind of try this, try that. But those six years are going to make where this clarity can be that much easier because you've already got those. So you don't need to repeat these things, even though there's the possibility of doing it if you don't kind of almost even get permission a little bit, even though, you know, nobody needs, I don't know, give you the permission, but there's that level of like that permission for you to build this 
the way you really feel it versus like, okay, I'll just keep slogging away and editing and shooting. I'll create some vision, but you know, I feel like I'm, I'm limiting them because I'm not really good at these other. And so it just becomes, you'll, you'll tear yourself down and you'll be afraid to even have the meetings because you're like, I don't even know I can deliver the value. But if you've got the people that you're, I, I, that's what I'm, at least what I'm seeing out of the excitement's been around. If I could get a team in place, it could execute advertising, the shooting, the editing, I can create vision. We keep track of them. Like we'd be killing it for clients because we wouldn't just be a company that's just making videos and then, you know, good luck. I hope it works out. You know, it's, it's like, we're actually going to get them results and the results is what they're paying for. And you know, the money you're going to get paid is in direct proportion to the problems you solve and only being able to just make a video for somebody. You know, I keep telling people, but if that's your desire only, of course it will cap your income because there's just, it's kind of commoditizes. There's lots of people that can run the camera well now, but the ability to do what you're able to do is not in abundance. Um, what's in abundance is guys who can buy the cameras and, and learn how to edit and shoot. That's, that's a, a, an easier skill to, to obtain than it is to go out and study and know how to get work and know how to convince a client to even hire you and trust you that you can execute and help get them the result they're looking for, which is more customers in the restaurant or more clients or, you know, more people at this workshop, whatever it is. And the more you're able to do that and you might feel a little hindered if you don't maybe add the direct response marketing into it by only just making her the videos and uploading and kind of cross the fingers marketing and hope that it works out. So Anyways. That's no, that, that, that sounds, I mean, again, that's very, it's good to hear like that you see that as a good idea too. Yeah. And, and I think, and I think I am someone who does operate a lot on needing validation or, um, I get or that. at least, at least something like getting the, the idea that someone else thinks it's a good idea. Yeah. You no, know? Don't, don't, there's no shame in there. I can, uh, <laughs> I ask a lot of opinions of people. So, <laughs> and I think I've been scared to do that. Yeah. Um, because there's times where I feel like I have, but I didn't think who I was asking. Yeah. Um, it wasn't somebody who was in uh, a video space or a creative space, let alone an entrepreneurial space. Um, and so a lot of times I've been really let down by the opinions that I get back, oh my God, well, not man. keeping in mind, like, who is this actually coming from? You know, this, <laughs> this person's not qualified to answer the question that I'm asking of them, but I still decided to ask it anyway. Like, and obviously I, I take full blame for that. Yeah. But uh, just kind of have any like, better. I mean, man, here's the thing. I mean, this is I went through the same process because in video production, I helped everybody when I started everybody with a pulse. I did funerals. I did slideshows. I did tape transfers, film transfers, everything. Then I got very laser focused on a specific style of work that really came out of weddings, which is then what we applied to Tony Robbins and all that. Yeah. And we didn't do things outside of that style of video, really. And but when I went to want to do what I'm doing right now, quite frankly, I got into the conference and event and workshop space because I quite frankly wanted, I had done some one-on-one days from people who saw my video work and I loved it. And uh, the reality was, is that the people I started connecting with, and this is why I'm so, there's twofold here. I'm so passionate about what I'm doing right now. One is I found the clarity for me to realize that my 13 years of experience within video production and talking to you right now about what we're talking about. I can help a hundred times more than somebody wanting to start an Amazon e-commerce business. Like, I, yeah, I can encourage and I can ask them questions and I can do things while there's a whole slew of knowledge I just don't even possess. Number two is that, but that took years of experience because I was the, let me help everybody with a pulse guy, you know? Oh, yeah, hey, I can inspire anybody. Thumbs up, you know? 
And I mean, there were people who weren't in video who definitely would tell me that they were completely impacted by me for sure. But from an 80-20 perspective, 80 to 90% of the people I'm really going to impact the most are going to be people within the niche that I've developed experience in. Like even if you wanted to make movies, on certain levels, I'm less inclined to really help you with figuring out how you're going to make a living making movies. Um, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not a guy who's done that. Um, but then so number two is that through the years, I found that a lot of people don't hear people. Even though, and this is something I've only recently realized because I think, and I do, I talk a lot. So I didn't think I listened very well at all. And it was only through the reflecting of some of my closer friends who I've talked a lot to and bringing this up that I started to realize, like even on this call, I'm probing, I'm asking things because I want to understand you in the context of your situation and your story and you before you just tell me this is what I want and I just start drawing out advice and opinions at you because I have an ego and I think, well, I want him to do what I want him to do, you know, and a lot of people do that. And I learned through the years for me that people were not as, as much listening to me um, as much as they were just hearing words that came out of my mouth and be like, here's what I do if I were you, you know, still being who I am. So you're the complete opposite person that I am. So what I would tell you to do if I were coming from Michael Gabin's standpoint wouldn't have been two thirds of what we just talked about today because the way I operate and the way I execute is far different from you. Um, and it's not happening a lot out there. People, and that's why kind of I've been shoved into doing courses and things for a long time. And there's that element of like, I believe the work I'm doing, what we just did on this call, it's not a one size fits all black and white formula or a formula that you can just watch a course and go, okay, good deal. Like there's a level of me believing in you and talking to you, probing you and a real person's talking to you right now. Not this video has been pre-recorded to be generalized enough to apply to everybody. And even what you're going to do you're not selling e-commerce. You're not trying to design a website that anybody with a pulse who might need to want video or marketing is just going to hit a buy button. You're going to have that personalized conversation with that client like you did and put that presentation together and get the data and understand them to be able to come at them with something personalized. And that's different than a one-size-fits-all marketing approach where it's like, hey, here's these canned background and video that we shoot and we give everybody the same thing so everybody looks the same. And in this world, if you're that, I really believe you're going to lose. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a race to the bottom. So anyways, that's a tangent there, but <laughs> I'm just passionate about this kind of work. And, and, and I, I can feel people like yours, I kind of think pain and struggle sometimes because you don't know who to talk to. And then if you go get opinions from people in random industries, it's not that they're ill-intended and like, I want to hurt Paul and make sure he never succeeds. That is, I've learned that. That's not happening most of the time. But if people don't have any understanding, then they only give the best answer that they can for themselves and most lack self-awareness of the advice and opinions they're giving and how much it actually does potentially hurt people. So one guy said to me, he goes, your coaching's weird, man. He goes, you never give any advice. <laughs> he goes, you never actually tell me what to do. I'm like, well, I'm the wrong guy if you're looking for somebody to give you like a, here's how to do everything. Because I don't care what you do. I don't care. Like today, if you would have gotten to the end of the call, like that one lady and said, you're right, man. I don't want nothing to do with video, <laughs> but you were pumped. I wouldn't have been like, oh, this sucks. This guy didn't go down my path of wanting to do video, you know, but that's because you'll just, you'll feel so much lighter moving forward with some, you know, kind of affirmation that I think things in your head that you probably already believed and wanted are things you should really go after versus having 
people who don't understand discourage you or encourage you in directions completely irrelevant to what's going to be right for you because you're more likely to make it a successful business and have something happen when you're doing the right thing for you, not for other people. So anyways, Absolutely. no, that's, no, that's so good. Um, and I think kind of taking all that into mind, the, the thing that I keep kind of coming back to is just, it's, I, I always have it. It's always easier for me to see a vision for somebody else. Yeah. Like when I look at one of my potential clients, I'm like, sure. man, you got so many great things going on. Like we can take this and make that and do this and like put all these together. And that's when your customers, like this was what resonates with your customers. Like it'd be awesome. But then when I sit down and like figure out, okay, well, what's my vision? Like that's yeah. the one that I just, I, I struggle so hard to find. And so I think by looking for outside, um, I guess support. validation, yeah. um, validation support. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's almost like clouded me on that. Yeah. Because again, based on who I'm asking, at least. Yeah. Um, because again, I, I realize they're not a qualified opinion. Oh, man, it's in I mean, we're on the same page. Because I mean, it's a lot, and a lot of times it's like you know, family, and and they have never had their own business. You know, they grew up in a. Well, they're going to limit world. you too. Like if you see that vision of having three to five people, and they're even employee minded, they're like, why would you want right? Like that's why I always ask because I have to always decipher what I want. Versus what somebody else may be saying, because I have to not cloud, I don't want that responsibility, or I don't want that thing, but the fact that you really may want it, right? Like always, my one friend hates talking on the phone. She'd be like, I don't know how, you're the only person I ever talked to, I talked to for more than 10 minutes, and I'll talk to you for two hours. I don't know how, that, how you do it, but it happens. Yeah. And, but she hates talking on the phone, and so she's like, looks at me and go, you're nuts for wanting to talk to people all the time. Yeah. But that's my blessing. It, to her, it's a curse. Yeah. And it's kind of like trash to treasure. And that's something with like strategic partners and, and meeting people who might have clients that you might need, but sometimes they don't want them. So it's trash to them. It could be your treasure. Um, and so, you know, having those collaborations with people is a powerful thing. I mean, that's why I've even been with Parker. And quite frankly, I mean, he said a number, number, a number, a number of times, like he I think he's only doing the lives halfway out of necessity, not because he like likes, loves doing them. And even answering the questions, he's always kind of like, it's in the course. Like, I recorded this course so I don't have to answer this question 500 times. Whereas for me, I love the conversation. I love the dialogue. Even if I've repeated myself, like it, it, I'm excited to have what we just had on this call. Yeah. But, but that's, he, he, it's not a negative or a, like he's not wrong. And I'm not right, and I'm not wrong. You know, it's 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 just we're different people. But if we recognize that, so I'm a, you know, trying to strategically partner with him because I'm not offering anything in conflict because there's nothing that I'm really wanting to do that he wants to do at all, and vice versa. I don't want to. I have the technical knowledge of shooting and editing and creating videos and all those things, but I have no desire to create what he's created. So, you know, that's for you too. Those are the kind of things to look for. Like what are the elements and skill sets you have and who is out there, the people that could use that, that could use collaborations. Um, and, and we call them kind of strategic partnerships where there's, you know, that ability to kind of partner up with people. You're not in business actually together, but it's that trash to treasure, or, you know, strengths and weaknesses and, and those collaborations can work great. Um, so I started trying to do this a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like just the last week, um, started trying to find like an editor to mm -hmm. work on the tutorial videos that I'm doing. 
Perfect. Um, Perfect. And then in the last month or two, this same client wanted to, well, at my prompting, decided to go ahead and go through with like a website redesign. Okay. And kind of a whole new branding change. Did you say through Um, your prompting? Yeah, because it was just, it was, you know, I'm sitting there and we're looking at their, you know, their website and it's just, it's not, it's, it's, you know, they designed it on, you know, by themselves with no design experience or anything like that. Um, And I never would say I'm a designer, but I at least can look at that and go, this is not something that customers are going to want. Like, this is not great. Um, And so what I was able to do was I was able to uh, hire a designer friend of mine to build their branding package, their logo, like all that kind of stuff. Um, she actually offers social media management. So we're actually, I connected her, the client with them. And Perfect. so like I'm helping starting to see kind of what that looks like, yeah, it's happening you know, and you. it's like, I don't have to do all of that, yeah. but right. I see the strategic value and yeah. I'm able to create a vision and paint it for them so they can see it and then be like, Oh yeah. Like, no, I didn't need that. There's so something- I'm just, I, I guess the thing I'm, I don't know if it's a question or maybe I'm just asking for like, no, I'm asking, what's that action step? Like, I think that's what I'm asking. But I just, again, I, I'm scared based on my past with sure. not focusing on something and like just seeing it through. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared to offer. But you kept stopping things that, I mean, I've done this, man. And I've had the, I've, I've probably lost trust with some people. I have some of the cry wolf because it's like, I stopped things because I knew they were out of alignment. I didn't know yeah. Didn't know they were out of alignment when I was doing it all. I didn't know why I was stopping, but I knew that they were the wrong things and it was pointless to continue on just because. And yeah. so I think that we all have those things. And believe me, I've latched on a lot. I mean, my, my wife and I, who I'm married to now, like we were together for three years, broke up for two. And I still brought a lot of our past for a number of years into our present. And it, it, it affected our relationship. And it wasn't until three years in that I almost just, I really did overall let go and our relationship took off because I stopped clouding all these past, how she was, how I was, what happened. Oh, the same thing's going to, it's like, but things do become self-fulfilling prophecies. If we don't have a version of letting go and recognizing I'm not that person. I mean, my wife's even told me you're not that person anymore, you know, and, and you have learned, but we're afraid because we don't want to tell people and get excited about something. And then three weeks later, we're like, ah, well, that wasn't the right thing. Um, but I, I think that, yeah, I mean, you're definitely, the people who get paid the most are the people who are doing what you're doing at the top of the food chain is the way I look at it. The person who's able to see the entire strategy of a website, the design, the photography, the video, the advertising, how all the components connect, how they interlock, how they work, the messaging, and then is able to kind of orchestrate that and make sure that they've got trusted. So you're the top tier trust potentially, and you're able to go, yeah, I can see what's happening here on the website and the design. We're making these great videos, but when they come over here, they're dropping off and your conversions are going, you know, you're getting a high, high click-through rate over to your website, but then you're losing like 98% of the people. And I know we could get that to where you're only losing 60%. Look what that could do to convert the sales. So when you're able to um, kind of see that vision, that's worth a lot. And you might be with some of these people, maybe the design person has got a client that they're designing for. And then now, because you know what you're great at, she knows what you're great at. She knows what she's not great at. She's able to see, man, this client needs Paul. This client needs Paul to kind of come in and, and create a bigger picture and vision, needs to strategically do some video. But you've got these key players in place and these strategic partnerships with designers, web, web people, photographers, 
you know, even the ad people. And so some of this could be not that it is your business where they're employees and hired on, but they're either contractors or it is just almost white labeled businesses. Sometimes that can happen, you know? Yeah. And so it's all funneling through you, but these people own their own companies and they just don't end up dealing with your client on the yeah. front end. So there, you know, there's strategic ways that this can go about. I see you smiling again and getting excited as you start to. Again, it's good to hear kind of that validation because I've always been very hesitant to, um, to think of myself as like that, top of the chain of an organization kind of thing yeah because i i always had felt like i had to be doing something that was very tangibly like here's what i'm giving you that's adding value yeah and so when i think of it as like that big <laughs> picture it's like wait i can add so much more value and i'm helping produce all these components in the chain not necessarily the one who actually sits down and does each one of those things. You're only now getting what you're getting on this call from me because I've spent the last six years building the confidence that my talking is valuable outside of mm -hmm. me having to produce actually something. Yeah, I get emotional just thinking about it because your, your chain of events that's going to happen, I mean, I for years devalued that the thing I have the most fun with, the thing I love to do the most, the thing that people seem to get the most impact on was literally all that's happening on this call. That's it. But when I was able to have a video, I, I could watch that video and go, I like that video. So now I want to hire you to make that video. So I get this quote unquote tangible result yeah. that I'm able to hand somebody. And so my self-esteem was so low around, around that, that I basically avoided doing what I'm doing right now with you because I didn't see the value in not having to produce something physically for you and give you something of, I mean, that's where the course is, all these things. I always kept thinking, oh, well, I need to be able to point at something else. So I completely empathize with that. Like, how, how could I stand here and not actually get my hands dirty and actually do the work? I mean, I sabotaged two business partnerships because I literally was doing the least amount of physical labor within this situation. And, uh, and so I pulled out because I was 50-50 I was in this one specific one I'm thinking about. And uh, the business went downhill after that and it's never recovered. And I was like on these webinars and I was more kind of like semi the face, but co-host, but he was doing all, like if there was 30 hours to be done on something, he was spending 25, I was spending five. But it took the, the symbioticness of both of us to make that thing work. And so some skill sets, my one buddy gets paid like 25,000 for keynotes. And he said, and he came from like, the father that's like, you bust your butt, you know, you get your hands dirty, you work hard hours. And, you know, my buddy, you know, he said, you can either make money with your hands or make money with your head. And you can do both to a degree, but there'll always be more value in the head than there is the hands because there's lots of people who can go in the field who can do these things. It doesn't mean that they're not valuable people, but when more people can do those things, like there's more supply of people who can do that than there is even demand. It just doesn't bring the value up. But, but the head stuff, unfortunately, not everybody has that power to think in those ways um, and to create you know, the vision and then create that whole orchestration of things that then brings the value to where you, know, you took the revenue from 500000 to a million and a half because of the strategy that you pulled in. That's valuable. Now, the fact that you weren't the one who had to go spend the 300 hours between coding and you know editing and designing and doing all that your 20 hours of 
strategy and putting together that data plan or that, that, that keynote presentation and then being able to orchestrate the people, it's, it's kind of like, I don't think I said it on this call, but it, it's like riding a bike. Some kid to get the training wheels off might take months, some might take weeks. But then once you really know how to ride a bike, you cannot ride a bike for 10 years and get on a bike and you'll ride that bike. So you can't discount the years or months it took you to learn that. So all your you know, obsession and people are going to win where you're obsessed. So your obsession with marketing and strategy and, and all that aspect, that is if you trust and believe in yourself for that, that is where you'll win. It's in thinking that you're less than, that you got to go do this other stuff because you'll look better in the eyes of other people because you don't look lazy per se because you're not the one doing that why don't you just do it you can do it you can keep more money if you do it but the people i've seen and connected with who are what your vision is and what you want i mean they do from a financial level do better than anybody who's just doing any single task if they can truly see that through um and again there's no right or wrong but i talk to people all the time who are i mean one I've coached for years and never fully did he have the trust in himself or break through to quit his job that had nothing to do with what he wanted to do. And he kept trying to be what your vision is. It wasn't working. And then he finally, I'm like, dude, you always talk about editing. All you want to do is edit. And he finally is like, I'm betting on myself. I'm going to believe in myself. And he was a whole different person within two weeks. He quit his, well, within two weeks, he got two opportunities for editing positions within a month. He, and this was just about a month and a half ago. He quit his job. He's assistant editor on a Netflix documentary series. He's wow. making double the money he had at his job. And the first day of work, at the end of the day, he sent me a message. He said, I guess this is what it's like to never work another day in your life. <laughs> but he was in struggle for years. Now, he had the preparation in the editing because he did spend more time with editing than he did on these other aspects. But it was like that fish climbing a tree. He just wasn't the person who was going to manage people, see the vision, create all that, be interested in ads. He just wanted to get in front of the computer and edit, which he'd be a guy, right? He'd be a guy that you need on the team because he's pumped to just sit and edit. You're not. So see how that all starts to connect. And when you align with that, dude, magic, I just, I get, I get all on tangents, but just like magic happens and I can't, you know, I don't know. So anyways. So, so this kind of leads to, I guess, a question. Okay. Um, and I'd really just love to hear your opinion on sure. this. Um, and after this one, we'll, 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 we'll wrap, wrap it up. Cause as perfect. I, as I yeah. joked, we were, uh, <laughs> it's an hour 13. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> does the time go, but go ahead, man. Absolutely. So the, so I think part of this kind of, it's, it's one question, but it's kind of, I'll try and lead into it a little. So the one thing I know I put in the questionnaire as far as feeling like a hack, I think a lot of that one, like hearing what you just said, and I really think about it stems to the fact of um, not that the work isn't good enough. Sure. And maybe I put that, maybe I put that in the, in, uh-huh. in the questionnaire, but I think what I'm learning from you, you is said that I'm not good enough and that the clients will see me as a hack. That's exactly what you're up. I think, that I'm not I good think, enough. I think it probably comes more from, I, I, I'm afraid of see, being seen as a hack because I'm not producing each week component you know and that if i am that head that oh you're just you know i we don't need you i can just go hire these people so i think that's where that fear comes from Mm -hmm. and so i guess the 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 main question that i have is do you think it's important for people like me that have crafted this vision that is trying to add value in a lot of different areas sure is it important for me to to have skills in each one of those areas 
that I would at least be able to better manage a team or maybe even mentor somebody to fit what needs I have. Um, and so that's kind of, I think what my initial start was when I hit, when I started with video was like, I need to learn how to do this no matter what. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of with advertising right now, that's the next thing I'm focusing on, like really becoming an expert at. Um, and so now I'm even thinking like, Oh, well, do I need to go take a design course or do I need to go take a web web building course? And do I need to take all these courses Mm. or like at what point do I just need to be like, I know enough about it that I can craft a vision for a client and pull those pieces together? Or do I need to be able to do each one of those jobs no. and then I, be I, able to like guide someone through that? Yeah, and as you said, uh, uh, opinion. I mean, I, everything for me is, <laughs> is, there's a lot of that. I'm trying to craft both sides of the equation, everything, but um, I don't, I think having an understanding is very important. Mm-hmm. Do you need to literally go through the process of like learning the skill sets to do everything? I do not believe so. I really don't. Um, I think that, um, one thing I'm hearing that I think we all have, no matter how we're wired, is we have intuition. And I think that there's probably levels, at least I know for me, I had, I think, high intuition going into the beginning of my business in 2006. I had it obliterated out of me by probably 2014, and I had no more intuition that I was listening to. I had it, but I didn't trust it. I didn't listen to it. And all I did was seek only the opinions and advice of everyone outside of myself and that I learned in the last year again to really get back to that my intuition is, I mean, I'm on, you know, I got the, the spidey tingle, the spidey sense, you know, I got these things and, and I, you know, I need to trust it. And so I think just the small amount I've got to interact with you today, there's intuition that you have that's probably the same thing that's happened. You've started to distrust it, not listen. So there's that level of like, well, the more I know, the better I am at other things, then maybe this, this in- intuition is validated because they'll know that I can edit, I can shoot, I can draw, I can web design. But I'd, I, I, you know, and I've seen this in my life and seen it in others, my work and the things that took off in, in video production and my pricing, um, all the changes was my psyche. Like I, my work didn't get exponentially better from the time I went from, you know, not, ha- not, not doing the thing with Tim Ferriss and Tony Robbins and those people. Like before, there was no n- n- night and day difference. It was literally, like I call this, I had this audio book, I hadn't promoted it in a long time, uh, uh, this massive imperfect action thing that I recorded in 2016. And you know, it was partly the way I recorded was imperfect too. I got this thing. I just kind of went through this stuff. But one of the things I talked about this guy yesterday, I was doing the call with or the day before I said, what resonated the most? He had said he'd listened to the whole thing and almost listened to it again a second time. And I heard this when I promoted it in 2016 and it was called the my way decision. And the my way decision was that before 2011, I was doing the subway. I was doing anything for everybody. I wasn't trusting myself. I, I always thought I had to be super clean shaven and all these things had to be in place. And I had to let them pick out the songs for the weddings. And you know, I just got run all over because I, I had quote unquote, no backbone. I had no confidence. And I just, it's easier to keep your mouth shut and do what somebody says. And then I finally was like, I didn't get into business 
to basically be stressed out of my mind, no free time, overwhelmed, afraid to answer the phone and emails because I'm afraid that somebody's gonna chew me out because I'm eight months behind delivering their wedding videos. And I'm doing all these random things and I'm just like half of it, I'm not even proud of the work I'm putting out. This is just ridiculous. And I finally said, didn't say it at the time again, hindsight's 2020, but I end up calling it this my way decision. I said, I'm gonna edit, dress, speak, pick out the music, I'm doing everything my way. And either people like it or they don't. Now, when I talked to people, I didn't just say, hey, buddy, my way or the highway. You know, <laughs> I never did that. I was still my kind self, but there was just this, this almost desperation, actually, of like, well, screw it. I mean, what do I have to lose? I mean, quite frankly, I'm kind of done and fed up. Like, all I'm going to lose is nothing because I already feel like I lost everything. And so I burned relationships. So I'm just going to go at these things and I'm going to speak confidently, like the same day I did. I'm going to say, well, everything you saw, like, I picked out the music. I, you know, um, the, the same day edit is something that when I do work, that is the best work I create. I can't speak for other people who need weeks or months, but my best work comes out of that two or three hour window at your reception. It's kind of hard to explain, I would still say, but I was confident that was my best work besides being run over and being like, yeah, okay. You know. So all that started to exude out of me of like, and then I, I this, I've had the scruff since about 2011, like the same kind of perfect scrub, if you will, whatever you want to call it. I joke, but um, I, I stopped regularly shaving every Saturday morning before I went to that wedding, man, clean shaving. Um, and, and so just these little elements that I started to shift and man, things took off. And really in the last few months in what I'm doing here, the call we're doing right now, um, I mean, jumpstart sessions, I have, I have literally images back to 2015 or 16 of jumpstart sessions that I did not execute on. Um, and it was because of the self esteem and different things. And then finally to this point again of going enough's enough. I've had enough people give me affirmation. I've had results. I had all these things. The time is now. I love it more than anything. Have that same belief, have that same trust and, uh, and to do cool, great things are happening, you know? And so I believe that for people, that's why I'm so hell bent on like, be careful who you get advice from though. And like you're saying, because it, it really matters. And, and, and if we're getting opinions from people that call it in a lot of Facebook groups and things, there's a lot of blind leading the blind. They're well-intentioned, but quite frankly, there's no awareness. So they just hear somebody ask a question or see somebody ask a question. And especially they might go, what's your opinion on this? And then there's all these people giving, giving feedback, but you really don't know the background on any of them. They don't know your story. And so then you're even more confused than you were before because it's like there's 15 different opinions. Some may resonate, some may not, but it's like, who do you trust? I see people, you know, giving critique on videos and their work sucks. And does that mean that it's kind of what you're saying though here, right? Oh, well, because they don't make a good video, does their, does their stuff not matter? Well, everything's contextual. So all you have to continue to do right now for yourself it's not that should your, should your opinion on design matter because you're not a designer? That's not true. I believe it's all con contextual. Now, you might not fully be able to design something or whatever, but you understand from your analytical side of your brain that, yeah, I can look at data and know that these types of designs or this way of doing something works better. Now, I'm not going to be able to be the person who can actually like, execute the design, but my one buddy ran something like this. He couldn't do anything in the computer, but he could pencil something out. Then he had to basically pass that on 
to a digital artist who was able to bring it to life, but he got $300,000 consulting jobs and things back in the day when he was doing that kind of work and it was strategy. Mm -hmm. um, so man, hopefully, hopefully that's a level of the, to start out, to, to jumpstart that affirmation, that kind of boost. Now this, this is still going to take work because you're going to get in the real world and people and opinions and friends and family are going to continue to be there and your old thought patterns are going to be there but your ability to, to, to trust yourself, to trust your gut, to trust your instinct will be your greatest asset to accelerate the fact that some people might not understand you. They might not get you. They might not see the vision that you see. But if you allow them against your better judgment to distract you, you can be guaranteed that this will take a lot longer because that's what happened to me. <laughs> took a hell of a lot longer because I didn't trust myself and these people did not, did not get my vision I felt very misunderstood it's not to their fault either yeah. um, like you said earlier it's just as much you that allowed yourself to take these opinions and this advice but if you seek that and you seek it against other people that just won't don't understand and you keep wanting to listen to that um, it's going to take you a lot longer than it needs to take um, so anyways awesome Awesome, man. Well, thanks, Michael. You've been <laughs> awesome, dude. Uh, seriously, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Um, there you have it. Another episode of Jumpstart Sessions, and I hope you enjoyed that episode. So if you yourself would like to be coached on a future episode of Jumpstart Sessions, just head on over to jumpstartsessions.net and click Get Coached on the Podcast. Again, as of the recording of this episode, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. I would really love to help you gain a greater level of clarity, confidence, and connection in your life and alignment in your business so that you can move faster and make things happen without so much resistance. So I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Have an amazing rest of your day and keep rocking and rolling. Take care.